P.T. Logan's Five Minutes of Terror. Twisted, troubling tales to send a chill up your spine. Fresh clothes. Where does Henry get his clothes? Bobby asked. No idea, Carl replied. But it's weird. Why does he wear such fancy clothes to school? What does he think this is, private school? Bobby looked over at Henry. Today, the boy was wearing a white collared shirt that was slightly too big, dark slacks, and a suit jacket. Nobody in grade four wore a suit jacket, ever, except for Henry. The fanciest thing that Bobby had in his whole closet was a white shirt that had two buttons near the neck. But every single day, he was shown up by Henry, who wore some sort of fancy outfit. Bobby watched as Henry opened up his rusted lunchbox and took out a piece of bread. It wasn't even a sandwich, just a piece of dry toast with mustard on it. He can't be rich, right? Carl asked. Not with a lunchbox and sandwich like that, Bobby shot back. Then why does he wear such fancy clothes? Is he trying to make us look bad or something? Bobby's scowl deepened. Probably. Well, why don't we pay little Henry a visit after school and show him that he's not really better than us after all? Bobby and Carl waited by the back door of the school when the bell rang. As usual, Henry was the last student to come out. He had his head down, which made him look ridiculous in the suit that was too large for him. In his right hand, he held an old, torn backpack, and his left, the rusted lunchbox. They waited for the boy to walk past, and then they pushed themselves off the brick wall and followed. Bobby waited until they were past the crowd of students waiting for the bus before calling to Henry. You think you're better than us? Henry didn't even turn. But he did pick up the pace a little, indicating that he'd heard Bobby. Hey, we're talking to you, Carl shouted. Henry broke into a run, and Bobby and Carl chased after him. They caught him about three blocks later. I don't want any trouble. Henry cried when Bobby grabbed the back of his oversized suit jacket and spun him around. If you didn't want any trouble, then you shouldn't have tried to show us up every day with your fancy clothes, Carl spat. No, it's not like that, Henry pleaded. It's all I got. Bobby growled and pulled the man's jacket. Please don't rip it, Henry begged. Oh, I don't plan on ripping it. And he didn't. True to his word, Bobby didn't rip the jacket. He didn't rip the shirt or the pants either. Instead, what he did was peel them off Henry's body while the boy whimpered and cried. Then he put them on himself, on top of his own clothes. Looks better on me anyway, Bobby said, admiring how the clothes fit him. This was also true. What do you think, Carl? I think they look way better on you. Please, Henry continued to plead. He was shivering now. No, I think I'll keep them, Bobby said. And that's when the laughter began. Apparently, the crowd of kids that had been waiting for the bus had followed Bobby and Carl to see what they were up to. Now they were all pointing and laughing at Henry, who was standing in his underwear, shivering and crying. Yeah, I I think you should keep them, Carl said as they watched Henry turn and start to run. The next day, Bobby wore the clothes that he had stolen from Henry. He wanted to make a point, and just ridiculing the boy in front of his classmates wasn't enough. This was proven true when he saw what Henry was wearing today. It was even fancier than yesterday. A bow tie with a white shirt, and this time a light gray suit. Can you believe this kid? Carl asked. Where is he getting it from? Bobby demanded. Just like yesterday, they waited for the boy after school. Only this time when Henry walked by them, they didn't chase him down. This time Bobby and Carl followed Henry, staying well back to avoid being seen. Where is he going? Carl asked. Bobby had no idea. 
Still staying out of sight, they watched as Henry walked up to a large building with a sign out front. Bobby's reading wasn't so great, so he nudged Carl. What does it say? Macmillan Funeral Homes. Carl read out loud. Should we get him now? No, just wait. As they watched, Henry didn't go into the building, but around back to the graveyard. Bobby started to get a bad feeling about this. A feeling that only worsened when he saw what Henry did next. The boy walked up to one of the larger headstones, one that had a coffin not yet lowered into the ground. To Bobby and Carl's horror, Henry opened the lid and then started to remove his clothes. No way, Carl whispered. There was a lump in Bobby's throat so large that it made it impossible for him to swallow. As he continued to watch, Henry took off all of his clothes and put them on the corpse in the casket. Carl suddenly turned to him, wide-eyed, and aimed a finger at the suit that Bobby was now wearing, the one that he had stolen from Henry the day before. That's... that's... A dead man's suit, Bobby finished dryly. Every day Henry has a new suit because he steals them from the corpses. Carl took a step back from Bobby, all the while pointing at his suit. There was only one thing that Bobby could think of to do. He tore the clothes from his body and threw them on the ground. Henry must have heard this because the boy looked up from the grave and stared at him. Bobby barely noticed because he'd already start to run. And today, the group of students that were still waiting to catch the bus laughed at Bobby and not Henry. P.T. Logan's Five Minutes of Terror Twisted, troubling tales to send a chill up your spine.